welcome to the Crypto Internet Show, which is our weekly series talking about everything stacks and the broader stacks ecosystem. Also talking about building on Bitcoin and also doing a little education as well. The way today will work is we've got some outstanding speakers who are going to be joining us in just a moment to speak about learning on DeFi or decentralized finance. And during our conversation, we're going to go through and they're going to each do an introduction. Then we are also going to talk for a little bit and then turn it over to Q&A. So what I would ask for everybody is I'll do my best to flag questions, save all your questions till the end. I'll bring each of you up or as many as of, of you as we can to ask questions uh, towards the end. So if you raise your hand during, we, we might not be able to get to you, but I will call out a time for questions to, for everybody. Um with that, I think we've got all of our speakers here. So hi, everybody. Again, welcome to this week's Crypto Internet Show, which happens every week uh, here on the Stacks Twitter uh, as well. I'm your host today, Kyle Ellicott. I'm a partner and managing director at the Stacks Accelerator and Fund. Super excited to be here. Let's go ahead and kick it off with introductions. Lewis, welcome. I'm going to have you do a quick intro, just a short few seconds for everybody. Yeah, no, I'm. Thank you, thank you, Carl. I'm. I'm joining now. I'm. I would love to call Yorn. I can actually see him on the audience. Maybe if you would want to request to become a speaker, I'll be great. Because he's actually one of the guests for today. Short introduction. And yeah, I'm the growth lead at the Stacks Foundation. Also the co-founder of Rider. That's it. Awesome, wonderful. Thank you, Will. Hey, everybody. Uh, so my name is Will. I lead up the RAP team. That's a division of Tokensoft. Uh, I've been in the crypto space a long time. I used to run Bitcoin.org. And uh, yeah, excited to be with you all today. Wonderful. Excited to, excited to have you. Hayden. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Hadan. I uh, work with the Alex Foundation. Um, my background is uh, Harvard Physics and then uh, investment banking at Goldman Sachs and uh, excited to be part of the Alex team and in the crypto space. Wonderful. Excited to have you. Joran. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Joran. Been active in the space since 2016. Passionate about crypto. Love it. And I have, uh, I'm building my own company now called Flagship DeFi. Which, uh, which I'm the founder and CEO of, which we uh, try to help make investing in crypto as easy and responsible as, uh, as possible. Awesome. And last but not least, June. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. So um, I'm June. Um, I've been involved with the Stacks Foundation, the Stack community since I think 2019 or 18. It's a really long time ago. Um, right now, I am leading the marketing at the Gelato Network, which is a Web3 middleware protocol. So we do uh, smart contract automations for uh, for the projects. Yeah, really happy to be here. Happy to have all of you. And, and today we're going to be talking about decentralized finance or DeFi as we'll refer to it going forward. You know, DeFi, when we take a step back in time, May 2020, we had just crossed over a billion dollars in total value locked in DeFi protocols, applications, networks, and the like. And we'll talk about why that's important. Fast forward, today we're over $200 billion locked away in applications and networks around the world, which is super exciting. Uh, for each of you, I'd, I'd like to kind of get your take as to maybe what decentralized finance is. is today we are talking about the fundamentals we are talking about the beginnings of DeFi uh, as well and so um with that hayden i want to come to you on that question to start us off with give us the basics of decentralized finance what this is why this is important and why uh, it means so much now here on bitcoin and building on stacks uh sure so I think that the thing to keep in mind with decentralized finance is that it's basically building on top of, 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 of crypto, which is essentially decentralized currency. Um, I think especially the case of Bitcoin DeFi is unique. 
the reason that is is because um, if you think about it, Bitcoin doesn't need DeFi, but DeFi does need De- uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin existed years before DeFi emerged, and Bitcoin will continue to remain if uh, DeFi should ever disappear. Uh, but in order for DeFi to achieve mass adoption, you'd need the security and the mutability that only Bitcoin can really provide. Um, And the reason is what we think of as modern civilization, it isn't built on top of money and currency, but rather on top of finance and debt. Uh, The global debt will always exceed the actual physical currency because of financial services. Uh, When you think about the fact that there's about $1.2 trillion of USD in circulation, but the US national debt is approaching $30 trillion. Uh, and people wonder, you know, how, how, how that is, how is that possible? Uh, the reason that that, 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 that exists is because time instead of money is actually the most valuable resource. And that specifically in the form of yield and interest rates, um, is the medium of exchange for the time value of money. That means there are people today who need money and they're willing to pay a premium to receive it. And there are people who have money, but will only need it in the future. So they're willing to lend it out and receive a premium in exchange for, for lending it out. And so capital efficiency means maximizing the productivity of your capital over time. And that's the true engine of modern finance and at its core interest rates. Um, you know, I'm sure many of you have heard the Bitcoiner motto of a becoming your own central bank which right now we take to mean, you know, hold hard assets, uh, keep them safe in your own wallet, keep your keys safe. But a central bank is more than just a vault. You know, a central bank sets interest rates, and those interest rates affect every aspect of our lives. Right now, those interest rates are set by unelected central bank boards. But what we believe is that, uh, you know, we believe in sovereign individuals who can hold a sovereign currency, which is Bitcoin. And it's inevitable that these sovereign individuals will form sovereign communities. And DeFi enables these sovereign communities to set their own interest rates through trustless and decentralized transactions. So, you know, to me, that's what it truly means to become your own central bank. Not just becoming your own vault with your wallet keys, but to work with your community to set your own interest rate curve, which is an incredibly powerful tool. And I think that's where we really see uh, a transformation or a flippening in the in crypto, from beyond you know a niche technology into something that achieves mass adoption and uh, is really a paradigm shifting in terms of all the activities that we do and conduct. Will, anything to add on to that? I know you've, you've done a lot of work in the DeFi space, you know, being a part of, of Wrapped.com and the Wrapped BTC project. Anything else to, to add on to that? Uh, I think that was just a great summary. The main thing I would also add is just that we're in a period of time uh, in the world right now where anybody can go fork some code, um, replicate an already existing platform, uh, make some changes to try to make it better or worse. And uh, it's essentially we're um, uh, seeing a uh, recreation of a lot of different control structures um, that have existed for maybe uh, like let's just say uh, maybe two or three hundred years even, um, and so with the topic of finance, specifically decentralized finance, uh, we're now able to essentially, if you have uh, the coding chops, be able to create your own exchange, create your own assets, create your own currencies, um, create your own utility tokens um, that allow people to potentially uh, realize. Um, some type of appreciative value that's been shut off to, I would, I would argue maybe uh, 75% of uh, the world uh, for a long time. So uh, I think that's why you're seeing this uh, extreme uh, growth uh, in decentralized finance. And it's still, I think, like in the first, second, third inning of a, uh, of a uh, really revolutionary thing. Absolutely. Let's let's take let's keep it in the first inning for just a few a few more minutes before we jump to too many more technical things. As there's some very exciting projects and initiatives all of you are working on. Uh, Hayden, I, I'd like to Hadana, I'd like to come back to you uh, real quick on uh, another 
a few definitions if we could and you and the team at alex are you know very public and, and very out there in the community helping to educate uh you know shout out to the team and all that you guys do so uh, a few more uh key terms if we could dive into them. Uh, liquidity pools lps uh you know what are these why are these important for those that may be looking at DeFi for the first time um sure so with a liquidity pool um, it, it, it's basically a pool of capital that allows for for an, for an AMA exchange or a DEX. Um, and so, for example, when you do uh, a, a transaction or a, a decentralized exchange on the DeFi platform, um, there isn't uh, an intermediate market maker. Um, uh, what you need, however, is a pool of, uh, of, of capital. And so essentially, um, you'll have, let's say, if you want to do uh, a stacks to XBTC exchange, um, an AMM, uh, and which is an automated market maker, requires uh, a liquidity pool, which means a pool that has both stacks as well as XBTC um, in order for that exchange to, to, to be carried out according to... Uh, typically a, a constant product uh, formula, which is you know, X times Y equals a constant. Um, the reason that these pools are so important is that the deeper the liquidity, uh, the more effective, the, the, the more efficient the, the exchange is, uh, the less that any particular transaction really shifts the pool dramatically uh, in one way or another. And so, uh, especially in the beginning when the DeFi platform launches, it's very important that you incentivize liquidity providers. Um, if you think about it, the people who go onto the DEX and actually do the exchange, they pay a small transaction fee. That transaction fee is received by the liquidity providers who provided the, the liquidity to the pool in the, in, in the first place. And so um, the way that liquidity providers are incentivized are, are one is that they, 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 they receive those transaction fees. Um, and however, you know, in, in exchange for that reward, what, what risks do they take? Um, twofold. One is platform risk, um, which uh, there, there is no DeFi that, that that's absolutely riskless. You know, we, we do the, the, the best that we can to minimize platform risk. Uh, in the case of Alex, we've had uh, a security audit done by CoinFabric. We've had a second independent a security audit done by Least Authority. Uh, we work with ImmuneFi to have a, a bug bounty. Uh, but, but but still, it's a it's a new technology. So I never want to give the impression that DeFi is absolutely riskless. Um, and the other risk is the risk of uh, impermanent loss. Mm -hmm. And so uh, impermanent loss is what happens when you provide liquidity to a liquidity pool, uh, and typically you you submit these uh, the, these two different tokens or assets to to, to the pool um, at the same relative value to each other. However, over time, the relative value of those two assets can change. And then when you withdraw those assets, um, that change in relative value you experience as something called impermanent loss. Uh, now, it's, it's called impermanent because if the, you know, if the relative value of those two uh, assets return to what they were at the time that you submitted them, uh, then you've experienced no loss at all, and you've actually profited because you've earned these, these uh, pool exchange fees. Um, and so what uh, typically DeFi platforms do, especially in the beginning to incentivize liquidity providers, because you need to bootstrap a certain amount of liquidity in order for the protocol to function efficiently, is that you'll also typically have platform staking uh, or yield farming rewards. And so with yield farming, that means that, you know, when you submit those two tokens to a liquidity pool, you receive uh, a, a liquidity token. While you hold that liquidity token, you can exit the pool really at any time. But if you take that liquidity token and you go and you and you lock it up or you stake it for a given period of time, you now earn additional uh, protocol rewards, uh, which is referred to as, as yield farming. And particularly um, initially when a, a protocol launches, those uh, the, 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 those rewards can be rather rather generous or exciting. Um, for example, if you were to look at Alex at the moment, we're only on reward cycle eight or nine. Uh, and most of our 
um, yield farming staking rewards are above 300% APR. Now, of mm -hmm. course, I want to make clear that those are, are temporary. They won't remain in that level. The tendency will be to, to decrease. But those joining on now are joining on early and are able to take advantage of that, of that opportunity. So I hope that that, that covers it. I, I think I think that was a great overview, and there's a few areas we're going to dive a little deeper in on that. From I want to go one level deeper on pools and, and see if June has anything to add, and then we'll come back to some of the terms that you mentioned around yield farming, wrapped uh, BTC or XBTC as it's referred to as well uh, out there. So uh, before everyone gets ready to start farming. Uh, just a few more minutes. We'll get a few more terms out there for you, a little bit more education. So, June, uh, any anything yeah. addition to add around pools and what you you and the team have been doing over at, at uh, Gelato? Um, yeah, so I want to add a little bit. So it's DeFi for me. It's like, like, you know, it's money Lego. So you basically can build tons of all kinds of stuff. You can just build a connect depth A to depth B and take out the flash loans from here and build something there. And then you can just connect all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's going to never, ever happen in a traditional finance, which is really, really amazing. I mean, it's not just a Bitcoin, but all kinds of networks. And right now we have bridges, so you can do Polygon, you can do Avalanche, you can do all kinds of things. I mean, DeFi is just so amazing. For us at Gelato, we have we have a Juni, which is um, it's kind of we make Uniswap V3 uh, fungible, which is you know the V3. It's like you only can do NFTs kind of things, but we make liquidity more liquidity in really simple way. So you can just use Juni, put in a pool, and then yeah, it's kind of all kinds of stuff. So yeah. That's from Gelato, but mainly we do smart contracts automation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love. It. We're gonna come back to smart contracts and, and smart contract yeah. automation. Don't don't you worry. Don't you worry. Uh, with okay. that, yeah. Will, Will, I want to come back up to you real quick. We, we you know, uh, Hadan mentioned wrapped BTC, and it was kind of teased out in his description there. And this is a a, a big concept. We had an entire crypto internet show about wrapped bitcoin and xbtc which you are a part of as well can you give us a high level overview of what xbtc is and why it's important and may play a role in uh, liquidity pools yeah definitely so um just super high level uh why would you even want a wrapped asset and so uh specifically for xbtc um, this is aimed at people that are just long like long-term Bitcoin holders. They're not going to be selling their Bitcoin anytime soon. Um, they've been watching over the last few years as like things have risen uh, throughout DeFi, uh, specifically like um, on the Ethereum network and whatnot. And this gives them a conduit to participate in DeFi so that you can have Bitcoin, you can wrap it, uh, which allows you to have XBTC, which is um, basically bitcoin backed like it's one xbtc backed by one btc in custody so it's one to one and potentially earn like additional yield um on that bitcoin so um you know assuming bitcoin continues to appreciate over the long term uh this gives you the opportunity to get additional yield on top of that through uh ways for example that hayden mentioned perfect Jorn, I'm, I'm teeing this up just for you now, what you do with flagship DeFi. Let's talk a little bit about a different type of pool. Uh, you and your team have, have put together something a little bit unique as you... Uh, oh, do we... Do we lose? Oh, no, Jordan, you're still here. Okay. So you and your team have put together something slightly different of a pool. Can you share with us uh, what LP liquidity pools mean to you and your team and what you see as the evolution of these and the product that you put together at, at Flagship? Yeah, definitely. So um, what we're building is we're building uh, decentralized alternatives for ETFs, and they're mainly focused on cryptocurrencies. So what, what we enable is um, you send stable coins to us and you select a specific basket, for example, uh, layer ones or uh, DeFi blue chips or the Avalanche or Stacks ecosystem. And you invest those stable coins in a basket, and then you own a diversified portfolio of assets. And how we um, how we're planning on uh, leveraging DeFi is that all these assets 
can actually be employed in DeFi protocols again to earn a yield. So you don't just invest in um, in these baskets and these assets and hoping that these assets will appreciate over time. But additionally, all these um, all these assets can be strategically employed. So these can be employed in um, in staking mechanisms, but also for providing liquidity for specific loans to go deeper into uh, into specific DeFi protocols so yeah it's a, it's a whole it's 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 a huge um, playing domain for what we can do with these assets once uh, once they're purchased absolutely and let's let's get to a little bit of farming let's let's get into this term that's thrown around quite often around decentralized finance farming farmer yield farming i it is exciting to see, and also uh, there's a lot that uh, goes into this, and we're going to get into some strategy and some thoughts around that. But one more kind of stage-setting term, if we can, uh, head on. I'm, I'm coming back to you. Uh, if you can, share with us a little bit of your definition of yield and yield farming as it is applied to decentralized finance. Uh, sure. And so... Um, I, I think that to talk about yield farming, I would just start with the concept of, of staking. Um, staking is essentially, I mean, I'm sure that, that that's familiar to a lot of stacks holders uh, because, you know, it's analogous to the stacking where you you lock up your, your, your capital or tokens through a smart contract for a specified amount of time. Um, and in, and, in, and in exchange for locking up that capital, which means you you can't withdraw it, you can't sell it. Um, so this is positive for the price development of, of that token. Uh, you you receive a, a yield or a reward. And so you know to make a, a loose analogy, it would be like money that's in an interest earning account. Uh, you know that money will only earn an interest while it's in the account. Um, staking, at least uh, as far as Alex, we have Alex staking, which is taking you know our own uh, our own governance token um, and, and locking that up for a time for, for for protocol rewards. And then when it comes to, to to yield farming, in our case, it's where again, rather than just um, adding liquidity to our liquidity pools for which you receive a liquidity token, that liquidity token you know uh, earns a portion of the platform trading fees. And so when you withdraw your capital, you you, you withdraw along with it uh, the fees that, that, that accrued uh, during that time. And those uh, and, and that share is proportional to the percentage that the liquidity you, you provided is. Um, but in order to uh, encourage that liquidity to not just uh, to, to, to stay on the platform as well, is where you know you have our, our farm pools, which is where you take those liquidity token pools, and now you can stake those and and lock those up for a for for a specified period of time. And so uh, with Alex in particular, um, that's where when you when you uh, yield farming is where you take those liquidity pools, you you stake them for a certain given number of cycles. Um, uh, a, a cycle on Alex is about, uh, it's 525 stacks blocks, which is typically about a three to four day period. And you can specify whether you want to stake from one cycle to all the way to 32 cycles, which is over 110 days. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very encouraging. We're always blown away that over 70% of our uh, stakers and liquidity providers are staking for the maximum amount of cycles. So uh, just to show the sort of commitment and long-term vision that the Stacks community has, which is really extraordinary. Um, and in exchange for that, uh, for, for the staking or the yield farming, you receive both protocol rewards in the terms of, of Alex yields, which, are, as I mentioned before at the moment, are very exciting, uh, typically over 300%. Though, again, that is, that, that is temporary and will come down over time. And so uh, join while the opportunity is available. Uh, but in addition to Alex, uh, we also have um, something called the A Power that we reward our yield farmers as well. Now, now, what is A Power? A Power, um, it's a non-tradable and non-transferable token, but it acts in order to provide access to our IDO platform. Uh, and in fact, uh, A Power can only be earned through Alex staking or through yield farming. Uh, and 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 why do we have that? Um, that's because. Uh, a major component of Alex is that we have a, a launch pad 
for emerging stacks projects um you know at the moment we've already announced and are preparing the way for the launch of, uh, of bitcoin monkeys this will be you know the first uh, nft that ideos on stacks uh they're also you know the first the yield generating uh nft on, on on stacks as well and that if you have a, a bitcoin monkey nft and you stake it you earn a yield of, of two banana per day um and so the reason that a power is important is because when uh projects approach alex we are providing them the assurance that the that the community that we're connecting them with isn't just casual users um, if you have ten thousand alex but you don't have any a power then you're out of luck you can't participate if you use our decks every day and even if you're a liquidity provider um that still isn't enough because you don't have any a power it's only through staking and yield farming that you earn this a power meaning projects that come an ideal on alex you're being connected exclusively with our core community uh of long-term holders who have a proven track record of being stakers and those are the people that you want to be connected with people with a long-term perspective people who aren't looking for a quick flip uh people who are in it for the long haul uh because i believe DeFi, stacks uh crypto as a whole is a is, is a long-term play you know for all the talk of making quick profits i think that's incredibly short-sighted uh, i think in fact that it's inevitable that DeFi will at some point overtake crypto itself um, as you see the way that, you know, finance and derivatives have overtaken currency itself. Um, and so, you know, we're, 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 we're very proud and very grateful to the community we have and the faith that they show in us. And uh, we expect them to show that same, uh, that, that same faith and commitment to the, 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 the projects that IDO on us as well. Well, and also into all projects in the Stacks ecosystem as well. There's Absolutely. so many, so many great projects within the Stacks ecosystem, and that we're starting to see bridge uh, over to the Stacks ecosystem. You mentioned Bitcoin Monkeys. We also had Satoshiables uh, a few weeks ago, uh, bridge from Ethereum to Stacks as well, coming over into this community. So a lot of great things happening, as you mentioned, and a lot of great companies uh, as well. And I actually, Will, I want to come back to you for just a few minutes. And then we want to get into, I want to get some thoughts around uh, staking and strategy and, and all of your opinions on those things. But Will, coming back to you real quick for a second, wrap yep. Bitcoins. I want to go a level deeper on this. What's the difference for those out there who may have heard of like wrapped Ethereum, for instance? What's the difference between wrapped Ethereum and wrapped Bitcoin? Uh, so essentially, it's just uh, the underlying asset that's placed into custody. So with Wrap Bitcoin, you're taking one Bitcoin, one BTC, placing that into custody. And then what we call wrapping is actually a technical term, minting. We mint one uh, XBTC. So uh, conversely, with uh, Wrapped Ethereum, placing one Ether into custody and then uh, wrapping slash minting one wrapped uh, Ether. So that's the difference. So just to maybe add to add to Kyle's question, maybe what is the difference between wrap Bitcoin on ETH and then wrap Bitcoin on Stacks? Uh, so it's just uh, the mechanism for the actual uh, smart contract. Um, so like wrap Bitcoin on Ethereum, for example, it's like solidity based um, smart contracts. Um, whereas on Stacks, um, XPTC is going to be clarity based. Um, so uh, that means that they're not interoperable without some type of uh, bridge between the two. Um, but first and foremost, I think one of the key differences with XBTC is with stacks just being so closely tied uh, to Bitcoin. It's like I think the uh uh, natural evolution of uh, DeFi on top of Bitcoin. Um, so I think that's like more um, esoteric, but uh, personally for me, I think that's a big difference as well. And, and with that being said, Will, let's, let's talk, you know, how can we use XBTC as collateral or how can we, what are some of the use cases around uh, XBTC? Yeah, well, so I think uh, right now, Alex is is a really great one, uh, just super fast growing platform. Uh, and then also Arcadico. Um, and then there's some other uh, things that are happening behind the scenes that I think you all will see uh, in the coming months. Um, and then we're also working on a uh, stable backdraft asset uh, 
for the Stacks network. And um, that paired alongside XBTC is super important because um, as we were talking earlier about risks, like one thing, like when you're participating in these pools, if it's like uh, XBTC, XBTC paired with uh, STX, um, you know, of course, there's a lot of people that hold those assets. But when you want to connect, say, like Bitcoin miners, think about the size of the uh whole Bitcoin mining economy where you have these people that just have just incredible sums of Bitcoin. They're not going to be selling that Bitcoin anytime soon. Um, But again, they want to get additional yield on top of that Bitcoin. Uh, Introducing like a stable backed asset um, allows them to put large sums of that Bitcoin into the Stacks network, therefore connecting it to DeFi, uh, Alex, Arcadico, other platforms in the future. So um, just kind of in a nutshell, that's that's the direction we're going. Yeah, and, and now Arcadico brought us the USDA, the first stablecoin uh, on the, the Stacks network and the, the Stacks ecosystem. And Will, you mentioned uh, potentially another one. So XUSD, mm-hmm. um exciting but why would we need another stable coin why would we need another stable asset in in this ecosystem it creates more balance just like in the world um like in in tradfi you see a basket of currencies uh it creates less volatility it's just like super important um also you see on other other networks for example like curve where we have a multitude of uh different currencies um so i think that that's only natural that that would happen on the stacks network as well and, and with that being said, I've got one one more big question for all of you as we've now set, I think, a good foundation. And I want to welcome up uh, Bitcoin Monkeys if uh, they are still in the audience. I believe they are. Uh, I've got a question for them as well since uh, we've got some exciting news on their side. But for each of you, now that we've kind of set the stage as to, you know, what is happening in decentralized finance and specifically decentralized finance around the Stacks ecosystem and also with with Alex Flagship and uh, Rap.com and others. What are your thoughts around strategy? How do you think about uh, Bitcoin yield farming on Stacks or around the Stacks ecosystem Generally, again, this is a 101 session, so some people may be just getting in uh, to this process. So be mindful of that as as you put out your answer to not get too technical. But what are some of your strategies uh, as farmers for those looking to get started uh, in the ecosystem? Will, I'm going to come back to you since you just had the mic, and then I'll come around to everybody. Yeah, um, actually, I think for in that case, I would probably just kick it straight over to um, you know, like for example, uh, hate on, on Alex, because, uh, they're just really, um, uh, at the bleeding edge of, uh, doing that. Whereas like, I'm more so focused, uh, with our team on, uh, making sure the assets are available and, uh, stable and whatnot for them to be able to utilize with the community. That's a, that's a good call. Hey, Haran, I'm, I'm actually going to save you till the end, uh, because I know you have so much great information. So hold, hold off on that. For, for just a second. Sure. Uh, June, if you're if you're with us, uh, I'd like to come to you next over at the Gelato Network. So talk to us about your thoughts around yield farming uh, strategy around uh, stacks and some of the other ecosystem or efforts that you've seen as well. Yeah, so my uh, my strategy, what I've been doing since uh, ever since uh, the yield farming concept came up is I look at correlation. So uh, for me, correlation is most important because, uh, as, as Hayden described, impermanent loss can be um, can be quite devastating if two assets are not correlated. So, for example, if one um, one keeps a stable value or even goes up in value, and the other one goes down, the impermanent loss can be quite substantial. So what I look is uh, the correlation between um, between the different assets, and then I try to play the long-term game so i don't uh, it's not a weekly or even a monthly um, monthly strategy but i zoom out and i look for example um red btc and eth i pair them up and then i um i yield farm them for the long term and then i'm talking about years and i'm um, i'm actually also on alex i i do the same it's really about uh, the the, the long term uh, long term strategy for me and what I also I use uh, from uh, the, the impermanent loss calculator a lot. So I uh, look at the APY, then I compare the APY to the potential impermanent loss, and then I look at the prices and I put the market caps of an asset in context because um, uh, it, the the APY 
equals the inflation of a project. So if the APY is really high, that means that the potential, the new inflow of tokens is equally high, which can lead to a dramatic loss in, in or depreciation in the price. So with the impermanent loss calculator, I look at at what prices would I lose, how much through impermanent loss, and will the APY of this project compensate for this? And then I look at the comparative market cap of the project uh, with comparative projects. Perfect. Hadan, I'm coming right to you. You know it. Talk to us <laughs> about your thoughts, your strategies, both for Alex and in the greater ecosystem, as there's a lot happening within Stacks right, right. now that I think everyone here is is excited about as well. So talk to us about your thoughts around strategy and yield farming. Um, I, I think uh, you weren't described it uh, incredibly well. Um, and that a, the, the one thing, especially with, with, with yield farming uh, and being a liquidity provider, is you have to be uh, conscious of, of impermanent loss. Um, and so, again, um, the interesting thing about impermanent loss is it isn't like, say, with a stock where you bought it at $10 and it, you know, it goes down to 5 and you know, now you've taken a 50% loss. Um, with, with impermanent loss, uh, again, that's, uh, that's all dependent on the relative value of these tokens. And so, again, you know, if you hold stacks XBTC in the liquidity pool, if the price of XBTC goes up 10% and the stacks price goes up 10%, uh, then there is no impermanent loss. Uh, the best case scenario for someone who's providing liquidity is to experience zero impermanent loss because that means that you're, you're purely in the profit. You've, you've received all these liquidity pool fees. You received these uh, yield farming fees if you stake those liquidity pool tokens. Um, but if XBTC, say, goes up 10%, but Stacks goes up 20%, then there is uh, some impermanent loss. But that means that if you had just held those two assets in your wallet, um, the net value of those two would be, would be greater than they are now when you're withdrawing them. Um, after that change in relative value. And so when that happens, you have to essentially hope that what you received in pool fees um, is greater than the impermanent loss that you experienced. Or, you know, again, to take it a step up, that what you receive not only in pool fees, but also in the, in the yield farming rewards is greater than the impermanent loss uh, uh, experienced. Um, and so, like you mentioned, you have to be be be, be conscious of the of, of the correlation between the two assets that that, that you're looking at. Um, you know, uh, again, with 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 with, with stacks and XBTC, um, relative, I would say, to sort of most pairs, since you know, a stack shares a consensus mechanism uh, with, with with Bitcoin um, and ultimately settles on Bitcoin. There's there's relatively some correlation. That correlation, you know, uh, decreases or decreases with time, uh, as as with any market. That's a bit, a bit unpredictable and volatile, um, and so you you have to do your 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 homework. You have to look at your at your time horizon, um, decide uh, what is the the risk profile that that you're looking for, um, and also have into consideration what what, what long term trends that you're that you're looking at as well. Um, which which assets do you see um, overperforming in the long term? Uh, what is the general direction that you see the the, the market going in? Um, and so it comes down to ultimately uh, due, due, due diligence, being aware of what the of what the risks are. And again, it isn't just in permanent loss, but with with DeFi and crypto, there is some technology risk, there is some platform risk. Um, that's why the, the 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 rewards are quite as exciting as they are because uh, you're you're sort of paying for that through risk and through volatility, uh, without knowing exactly what will happen. Um, also, uh, liquidity pool yields or even uh, liquidity uh, or yield farming yields uh, they aren't constant. They're, they're they're variable. They can they can go up in time. They can decrease. What's a, a 300% APR now? Uh, could be 50% uh, in nine months, potentially. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's a bit of determining what, what your risk profile is, um, weighing the, the, the pros and cons, being conscious of the, of the lockup periods that you're choosing, um, and then you know, putting your, your capital to work. Um, at the end of the day, no risk, no gain. And so I think that's really the, the, the mentality to, 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 to take into it. 
I think it's a, it's a great uh, a great point right there. And, and to pause for just a moment, I want to bring up uh, Bitcoin monkeys uh, to the stage. I see that uh, we, we've got them up here. So want to hear a quick high level about your project, but also I know you have uh, something exciting. We talked a little bit about and they teased out around NFTs and yielding off NFTs. So Bitcoin monkeys, if you could tell us a little bit about the project, what's going on and what this all means for you and your project yeah sure thanks for having us um my name is tope uh i'm one of the co-founders uh at bitcoin monkey uh, uh other people also know me as cash um in the community uh so yeah, bitcoin monkeys were essentially an nft project that we founded uh you know since our mint it's been about three months um and uh today and we we as as i think adan mentioned earlier we're one of the first uh, we're the first project on stacks to uh actually have a staking mechanism attached to our nft project um so you can stake your nfts uh we've got a stake pool which uh generates uh banana token essentially um every day um the amount of banana you generate depends on the type, kind of NFT you have and the rarity of the NFT you have. So it applies this kind of game dynamics to it. Um, and the banana token is used in our massive ecosystem that we've got uh, with various utilities, like you know changing the name of your NFT or uh, accessing our monkey store, which is a store and a marketplace unique to the banana token itself, um, and all kinds of other benefits that we're, we're launching in the future as well. Um, and uh, uh, so we've really, yeah, we, we've essentially brought the whole staking NFT concept, which is something in the Ethereum and Solana and other other blockchains, uh, and we've we brought it here on Stacks, and we're excited to take the next next step in our journey with with Alex, um, and we're doing the first NFT IDO um, for our token um, in uh, in a couple of weeks towards the end of this month. Um, and that's an exciting journey for us is what we'll essentially then have that token uh, available on the swap. Uh, we're going to have a couple of pairs, not only to Alex, but also to Stacks and XBTC as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, essentially, you've got your NFTs uh, yielding banana, uh, which you could say you, you've also got the first NFT uh, in the space that's yielding XBTC or Bitcoin. Uh, passively every day so uh, we're really excited for this step and what DeFi can really bring to NFTs and this is great and and just to come back to you for half a second here, you know, where how can people participate? Uh, how can people get involved? Uh, I know timing might not be something you can comment on at the moment, but uh, for those that are looking to get into uh, the upcoming process, any any thoughts or recommendations to all of those out there on how to get involved? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, to be involved in our community itself, uh, you can head over to any of the marketplaces, buy a Bitcoin monkey and, uh, you know, join our Discord and our community. Um, or, or the, the community is very helpful. There's steps there on how you can stake it and start earning passive uh, banana. Uh, and with with the IDO itself, uh, join Alex's Discord. Um, they, they've got some, there'll be some information upcoming there. And of course, through our channels as well. Uh, where we'll be going through the whole step step by step on how to be involved with the IDO. Uh, as Hadan mentioned earlier, um, you know, APOW is going to be a requirement to participate in the IDO. So start collecting your APOW, I'd say. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, the information and the details around the IDO is it will be launching very soon. Awesome. For, for those, this uh, we'll recap some of these terms at the end. You know, APOW, We've got banana tokens, yield farming, so much to talk about and, and so much more to continue uh, as well. But June, I want to come to you first and then Joran uh, second on, on this next question. And to the audience, before I ask it, uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and request yourself to come up on stage. We'll take a few questions from all of you live here in just a moment. Uh, but June 1st, I want to talk about uh, what you think of decentralized finance on the Bitcoin Stacks ecosystem as compared to uh, someone like Avalanche and Ethereum as well. What's your thoughts on uh, the difference between them? 
Well, I, I think I definitely going to give the credit to the Stacks ecosystem and the community. I think um, Stacks, um, the, the, the small contract things, I think went live last year, right? It's just only 12 months or just around 14 months. It's already so many projects. It's, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other ecosystem, for example, Polygon and the Avalanche, also Phantom. Yeah, it's, it's just it's still still early. But I think eventually, I'm not sure what's your plan, but I think eventually it's going to be so many DeFi projects and uh, I think multi-chain is going to be the way to go. So that's, yeah, that's, I think in the, the next maybe 12 months, it's going to be really interesting. We were going to see um, Polygon and all kinds of things, like I said, mentioned before, it's going to be everything connected. It's going to be bridge everywhere and it's going to be multi-chain. So, so yeah, um, if you guys want to know specific ecosystem on Instagram, I really want to, like, I can talk more, but, but yeah. That's, that's absolutely per- perfect, a great overview. And, and Jorn, I want to come to you. Any additional thoughts on how uh, DeFi on Stacks Bitcoin compares to that around Avalanche and Ethereum? And again, to those in the audience, if you have questions, start raising your hand, requesting comments, get on stage, and I'll take a few questions here in just a moment. Yeah, definitely. I think what June was saying is that... Um, what she was saying earlier about uh, DeFi being Lego blocks, I think that that's very important because Stacks is uh, it's still early for Stacks, so there's not too many Lego blocks yet compared to other ecosystems. But every um, every Lego block that gets added to every DeFi protocol unlocks opportunities for other DeFi protocols. So at some point, like now we have Arcadico online, StackSwap, Alex, some other protocols, and they start building up, uh, up on each other, integrating, and then you you slowly start hitting exponential growth. And I think um, I think that's that's near. And I think then then it really explodes. I think that's the difference. I think the other ecosystems they have um, they have more of these Lego blocks, so there's more things you can do. But that's mainly because they um, they're EVM compatible, so just you could um, practically use uh, sort the same well not exactly the same code base, but the programming you could partly use it to morph to other chains, and that's um, because the, the unique programming language of Stacks that's that takes a bit longer. But I think that the same concept will apply there, just all these Lego blocks stacking up on top of each other over time. Leads us into the multi-chain world or the multiverse as uh, we'll have a little fun here. Uh, So Stacks ecosystem, NFTs, Bitcoin Monkey, I'm going to come to you on this. Uh, Any quick thoughts, Tope, around the maturing NFT ecosystem around Stacks? Yeah, I'd say, um, look, to answer your question, I'd say in, in general, Stacks as an ecosystem is very young um, and definitely it, that applies to the NFT space as well. Um, it's it's nowhere as mature to uh, as, as NFTs are on Solana, Ethereum and the other blockchains uh, that are growing as well. So um, we're very early and as with anything early, it's, it's, a, it's a good space to get in early. Um, you can see what's happened to Ethereum NFTs over time. Uh, you know, and they've been around f- for four years. So, um, yeah, I'd say, you know, th- there's lots of exciting things to come. There's lots of new exciting projects that are launching every day, um, new innovations coming to the NFT space, which which, uh, which are, you know, unique and uh, new to the Stacks ecosystem as a whole. And I- I'd say the biggest, the biggest, gro- there's, there's still, the biggest growth is still yet to come for Stacks, um, and uh, it's it's really going to grow once uh, Stacks as an ecosystem also uh, develops. You know, and we've got the hyperchain coming out, which is going to increase uh, transaction speeds, etc. You know, and this is a big uh, bull case for you know bringing even more people to Stacks as we can then uh, make transactions a lot quicker uh, um, and expand the utility of NFTs. So once this whole Bitcoin crowd or, uh, you know, crowd from the other blockchain starts coming on board stacks, it's only going to grow the NFT space tenfold. Um, and that's, it's exciting to be here early. Absolutely. Well, and shameless plug for yourself, we've got uh, stacking NFTs, our non-fungible tokens. So very exciting as well. Kareem, uh, super quick question. And then we might have time for one more and then we've got to wrap up. But Kareem. Hey, thanks guys for having me. Uh, so a quick question. 
what is the best strategy for passive income using Bitcoin and stacks? That's it. Thanks. All right. Super quick. I'm going to come to Hadan on this one and add Alex. Uh, so best strategy for passive income. Um, again, this really depends on your on your risk profile. Um, you can you can stack stacks. Um, and I believe it's yielding about a uh, 10% APR in, in Bitcoin yield, um, which which already you know that 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 10% uh, is much better than uh, I can get uh, in my in my bank savings account or or through uh, you know through 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 a CD. Um, aside from that, you know, the, the, depending again on on doing your homework, looking at the correlation tokens, um, I would recommend um, having a look at Alex. Uh, because again, where we're still very early, uh, our ninth reward cycle is about to to to, to close now. Uh, the, the 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 APR for that cycle, um, the, if it was, for example, uh, stacks XBTC, where you're not even necessarily holding uh, Alex, uh, was yeah, just 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 shy of uh, of three hundred percent. And so uh, it's it's a very exciting opportunity that's available there, where you receive those rewards not only in the form of Alex, but also in the form of a V power, which which is important um, if you're if you're interested in, for example, in participating in the Bitcoin Monkey IDO uh, or coming IDOs on on the Stacks ecosystem that will be launching on Alex. You do have to have a A power saved up. You can't wait until the last minute. So uh, anyone curious about participating in the Bitcoin Monkey IDO? Please come to Alex now. You know uh, our ninth reward cycle is about to close in uh, in sixteen hours. Uh, join our Discord, ask questions, but uh, stake our yield farm to earn those Alex rewards as well as that A power. Um, and then w- w- with that A power, you can you know validate IDO tickets, so you have an opportunity to to participate in with Bitcoin monkeys in particular. Um, it's exciting to me because this is the dawn of of NFT Fi in a sense, and that you have, again, uh, it really is a Bitcoin monkey because it's uh, it's an NFT that's generating a banana token that then through the Alex AMM DEX, right. you can, you know, easily exchange at any time uh, into Alex, into Stacks, into XBTC. Yep. And so that would be... So uh, Hadan, I, yep. I unfortunately got to cut you off right there. Oh, I don't mean sure. to, but apologies. We, we've, we do have to wrap up. Heritage, I see you have a question. Reach out to me. DMs are open. I'll try to connect you with the individual party that you had the question for. A big thank you, everyone on stage today for all of the great uh, comments and education around a 101 around decentralized finance on Bitcoin. Hopefully we set uh, some very good stages for each and every one of you listening out there and welcome you into the Bitcoin DeFi ecosystem and here to the Stacks ecosystem as well. Uh, Also, a big thank you to everyone in the community and the Stacks community for being a part of this. Thank you for tuning in to the Crypto Internet Show. If you would like to tune in live, we're here every week on Thursdays. Just continue to follow Stacks on Twitter to stay up to date as well. If you ever have questions, uh, want to join the conversation, again, continue to follow Stacks on Twitter and tune in every week on Thursdays as well. Until next week, everyone, I'm your host, Kyle Ellicott, partner and managing director at the Stacks Accelerator. Everyone have a great day. We'll talk soon.